This is the Barack Lurie Show. How you doing? Podcast today with my good friend and producer, Ari David. I'm going to play jam today. No, that's Wilco with Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, folks. You know, um, it, it strikes me all the time that, uh, you know, we often think about how things are going to end up, right? This is true in life, love, work, and also, of course, is true in, in legal cases. So you have, um, I mean, for example, I, I knew how many of your friends in, in high school, you know, told you that they're going to, there's always a handful Tell, tell you what they're going to be doing with their lives. They're going to say, okay, I'm going to be going to this school. I'm going to be doing this thing. And then I'll be working up a career. And then uh, I'll be president of this, this company. And then I'll have my family. Right? And, uh, and the same is true um, when they talk about, um, uh, you know, the size of their family, where they're going to live, and how the, the house is going to look like and everything else. And, and it, just, it just strikes me as very odd. And there's that Yiddish expression that has been altered a little bit uh, in English, but it's a, it's a good expression, which is God, um, man achs und God lachs, which is just guttural sounding, of course, but it's Yiddish meaning man plans and God laughs, right? Now, the English version of that, as I've heard it, is if you want to make God laugh, make a plan. So same, same concept. Look, uh, I'm I'm fascinated by plans. Does that mean that you should never make a plan? Of course not. You should you should definitely make a plan. You can have you can have aspirations. Um, for example, I decided to be a lawyer. Is that is that a plan? I guess so to some extent. But the, the idea of of becoming a lawyer and going to law school and getting a degree uh, is one thing. And saying okay, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to work for this particular firm, and then I'm going to be a partner in four years, and I'm going to be, and then I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be involved in this client in that case and all that stuff. No, you just, you just can't plan that out. No more than you can plan out where, an, you know, those famous bottles you have, the Coca-Cola bottles, the empty bottles, you put a message in the bottle, you throw it into the ocean and you say, okay, well, based upon the currents as I understand them, <laughs> it's going to end up in Australia on June 12th, you know, 2014. You're not going to be able to plan that. So have you ever planned something so so much, Ari? Uh, how to drive home. and Oh, I once <laughs> got a friend from Brentwood to the Long Beach Airport at rush hour in an hour and a half. All right, then. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's the extent that's, of my ambition. That's good planning. Yeah. Well, ambition. It, it was such a good plan that accomplished itself in a, uh, right. a satisfactory way. I brag about it to this day, as I just did. Right. So. That is an extraordinary thing. Um, and, and you know, people have great traffic stories. Yeah, without that app, yeah—that's right. Know, this yeah, the is Waze app, like yeah, fifteen right. years ago. Right, that is pretty incredible. Um, look, you know, you, you have, um, but I'm, but I'm of course talking about those people had, you know, people in school with you, yeah, who um, had all these grandiose plans. There's one woman I, I met. You mean uh, the ones who are sitting in jail or rehab right now? Yeah, probably right. Working as waitresses. Yeah, those people. <laughs> you know what? They're, you, you got, we all have our friends, and I'm not saying that they're not success stories. They are, but I guarantee you, every single person who is, let's say, our age, in their 40s, 50s, 20s, 60s, we're in our 20s, yeah, that's right, 20s, 
everyone who's in our age group in the 40s, 50s, 60s, <clears throat> all of them, there's not one of them, no matter how successful they are, no matter how wonderfully wealthy they have become or whatever you consider to be successful, not one of them will say the following. My life went exactly as I planned it. <laughs> right? I had a plan when I was 15, and here I am. Yeah, I got, I got one of those Franklin Covey planners. Right. I use it every day, and look at me now. That's right. You know, point A, point B, you Not can one. do it too. <laughs> That's right. Which, so, by the way, seemed to have only been said by, honestly, by people trying to sell you those Franklin Covey planners. Right, right, right. It can get you more organized. It's true. It, yeah, it was a nice product back yeah, in the day. The, 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 I mean, all these calendars, the basic thing that they do is they basically remind you of things that you have to do. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously very important for a lawyer as well. Look, um, that, that is the kind of main miss, mission of this thing. Uh, there's a great U2 song um, from their, which album? 1997 album. I think it was called Pop. Yeah. One of my favorite of their albums. And uh, first song... They say, you can push, but you can't direct it. And I've always liked that line. It's true. You can push, but you can't direct. So meaning, for example, if, if I wanted to be a lawyer, if I wanted to be uh, a businessman, well, I can push toward that area. And let's see where it takes me. But, but I think where you're going with this is, but if you say you want to be a lawyer with the end result of wanting to be not on the Supreme Court, but Chief Justice. How exactly do you plan that out? Right. To That's make right. sure no accidents happen in the way of screwing up that plan in any way so that you land exactly there at that time. Right. You have to be in the right place at the right time. On and, the right uh, year, the, the right, right generation. Right. And, and you, you, you know, obviously the whole country has to move along with you because it depends on the president who chooses you. Yeah. Right, so and you have to know this guy who has to know that guy, and yeah, yeah, to be, everything has to be just right, yeah. and there's just no way that that's going to ha happen. So, good example: John Roberts, the Chief Justice. Uh, under no circumstances would he tell you, and I'm I'm confident in this, that he knew when he was a little boy that he was going to be Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Uh, he may have wanted to go into law, he may have wanted to you know rise in the ranks of things, um, but did he think he was going to become? Uh, Supreme Court justice, for sure. No. And let alone the chief justice? No. It just happened. Yeah. And it happened. He no was in the right place. deal in being chief justice other than you have to be called chief justice, which That's sounds true. cool. Well, you, <laughs> you, know. you, get to, you get to direct some of the cases. It's true. Yeah. But um, look, this is, this is what it's all about. Now, this applies in legal cases, too. But before I talk about legal cases, I'll give you a much better example. Think of Two of your favorite chess champions, right? Uh, your favorite ones, or any? You ones mean the ones time. we watch on TV every no, that's week? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if there are any on TV every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say you take uh, Kasparov uh, versus Karpov, Kasparov, yeah. Fisher, the only ones anyone knows. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so you have a matchup between the two. All right. Oh, in the big blue computer. Yeah, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Just just imagine two great chess players. Now they're facing off. They got the chessboard there. All right. The first one makes his move first. White moves first. Boom. Now, all the newspapers are there and all the cameras are there, and they all race around to the, to the guy who just made his first move. And they say, Kasparov, you, Gary Kasparov, you just made your first move. Exactly how is this game going to end? <laughs> right? And he would turn to you and say, how the frig would I know? I don't know. 
But we know he's got a very good chance of winning that game. Why? Because he's just a very good mind. He knows how to position himself in the right way so that he can maximize his chances of a better position later on and then ultimately, hopefully, a checkmate. Uh, how that checkmate's going to look? Well, I don't know. It might involve the knight. It might involve the bishop. Who knows? But he will likely get a checkmate because of his uh, ex experience and expertise. And I say likely, not for sure. So you would, you would think that in a game like chess, where, you know, as, as, as uh, telling as it is, as, as uh, um, emblematic of life as it is, that it would, uh, it, you know, it would, it would be a good representation of life. The reality is that chess is actually very confined, right? There's only, what, uh, um, 32 pieces, 30, 30, 36 squares. pieces. No, you're right, 32 pieces. And 64 squares. And you can't go off of the board, right? Um, and you have to follow very strict rules. Nobody can cheat and all that stuff. And that's the way it works. That's what chess is all about. And even then, there's truly no defining how things are going to be. How much more unpredictable is it when you're talking about life, generally speaking? And there's the element of time and the element of, of disease and other things that are, will affect all of our lives. Um, Things that you just cannot possibly predict. So that's that's what it's about. And the message of this podcast, I think, is about that you can push, but you can't direct it. So set your sails, so to speak, toward the horizon. You might have to tack here and there. That's pushing, but not directing it. But you have to deal with the wind that comes at you, as it were. Sometimes the wind is on your back. Sometimes it's against you. But you still, you can still go in a certain direction. It might be slower, maybe harder. Um, do you remember that there was a great Simpsons episode on this um, with Homer and uh, Fr Frank Grimey? Do you remember this? Did you ever see The Simpsons at all? I've Grimey. seen a lot of The Simpsons. All right, there's, a, there's a great one with this guy named Grimey and uh, he's nicknamed by Homer as Grimey, Frank Grimes. And he's, uh, he's a guy who's just been trying to do with his life what he can and he studied uh, nuclear physics physics and such and he encounters Homer whom he considers to be a boob and does not deserve the job that he has does not deserve the beautiful wife that he has and, or as he describes it the mansion that he has and that he lives in an apartment above a bowling alley and, uh, and he's so Homer upset. is rich and successful compared to compared him. to him yes <laughs> so and, and, he's, and he's so miserable he's so miserable and it's it's the ultimate thing about some people just find themselves in a situation where great things happen to them and other people, no matter how hard they try, well, it seems like they just have bad luck fall upon them. But it's not really true. It's, um, you know, you can make your luck, as they say. You can position yourself in such a way that, you know, you're going to be, you're gonna be uh, in a better position. Good example. Uh, there are many people who want to be actors or actresses, right? Go to Hollywood. I'm going to make it big, they say. And they invest all of their time and energy in being an actor. Okay, so they, they move to Hollywood and someone like that. They skip high, sc high school or they drop out of high school. They certainly don't go to college, and they decide they're going to they're gonna do this. They're, they're trying to direct their lives into this thing. But, of course, surprise, surprise, it's almost impossible to become a known actor, especially these days. So they end up being very frustrated, and they have nothing to fall back on. What are they going to do? They're going to be busboys, waiters. Uh, if they're lucky, they'll be clerks of some kind. Um, but it's going to be a very tough life for them. Whereas somebody who said, look, I want to be an actor. 
that'd be great. But he'll get into different fields. He'll, he might go into the law. He might go into uh, agency, uh, William Morris agency, for example, or Italian agency. Uh, he might find himself doing things here and there. He might decide to direct a film himself and then act within that. And then life will be okay. But too many times people just fail to, you know, fail to, to understand that life has its differences. Well, I think part of it is putting themselves in position to be open to falling, but backwards into success. I mean, That's right. you know, there's too much of life that is the unknowns. But just because you don't know it doesn't mean that it's not there and it's not good for you if you just let it happen. That's Thus, right. the example you gave just now is essentially spreading one's opportunities over a broader area. Right. So that good luck can find them. Right. Rather than saying, well, it's only going to be right here on this pinpoint. I think that's a, that's a really great, a great point. All right. Um, I mean, the randomness of life is such that you have to factor that in. You just have to. There's, you know, going back to uh, Chief Justice Roberts, I mean, he, he if he, had he just gunned entirely his, his whole life to be Chief uh, Justice of the Supreme Court, uh, you know, the odds of him actually achieving that is, is extremely small. But so you take a random person X, John, we'll call him John Smith, not John Roberts, but John Smith, he wants to be a Chief Justice. He'll be very disappointed. But if he kind of makes his bones and try to figure out, you know, gives himself some options, he'll be okay. My my son, when he plays chess, um, and this is true for beginner chess players, they'll move and they'll say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then he says, you know what, you know what I'm going to do after that, Daddy? What's that, Max? Well, I'm going to move oh, this. Oh, great. Tell yeah. his opponent. Well, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, but he tell you know, because I want to tell, I want him to tell me how, how he's thinking along. And he goes, I'm going to do this, and then I'll come down here, and then you'll be in check, and I'll move my knight here, and you'll be in checkmate. Like that. And I'll win in five moves, and it'll be That's over, right. and we could go do something else. Right. Everything you know? is, is like, no, he likes chess. No, what I'm saying, the, right. it, we call that end gaming. Right. You exactly. Know? And and I said, there's one mistake in that. It's everything you say is, is correct except for one big flaw. What? How the opponent reacts yeah. to each move? If you're forgetting it, the opponent is also at the same time moving his own pieces. Yeah. And that, well, the way I move my pieces may completely screw up your entire plan. Right. This isn't Battleship where there's a screen up and you can't see where the other right. pieces right. are. That's right. They're right there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They're right there. And... Um, and and you, you might very well go... I mean, for example... Um, Charles Krauthammer, one of our favorite commentators, right? I know you love him. I love him too. You know, he planned to be a doctor uh, and a full-on doctor, and he was going to do all sorts of great things. And then one day he found himself diving into a pool with too little water in it, and he paralyzed himself. Not fully, but uh, bad enough that uh, he really couldn't do very much. And uh, lo and behold, he found himself you know, being brilliant in a different field altogether. Yeah, but he never said to himself, well, my ambition is to live my life in a wheelchair, because no one would, but that's the fate that found him. Right. That uh, life threw that at him, right. and now he's dealing with it. Yeah, and, and sometimes uh, it's a bad accident like that. Sometimes it's a beneficial accident. Right. One never knows. That's right. You, you just don't know. Um, like the famous book, um, the best thing that ever happened to me was, was getting fired, yeah. right? I mean, getting fired is, is generally speaking, not a pleasant circumstance. Uh, but sometimes that propels somebody to to do to do that one thing that they always wanted to do, 
or to start their own business or whatever it might be. And then lo and behold, great things happened. So, um, you know, don't, you know, change is a good thing. Sometimes unexpected change is a, is a great thing. Um, even, even marriage, when you think about it, I mean, it wouldn't it be silly, for example, if a, a girl, uh, you know, when she's six years old, they, they usually start dreaming about their marriage, right? Their wedding. What if she, not only does she know when she's going to get married, but she also knows exactly what her husband to be will look like. He's going to be six foot one. He's going to be handsome. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. And he's going to be, you know, a CEO of a, of a major investment company, whatever it is that they, they think is an And area. a professional surfer. Right. He collects puppies and he'll be a veterinarian. That's right, veterinarian. <laughs> you know? Yeah, on the side. And he, you know, <laughs> God. Uh, there's so many women like that. It's amazing that, that have that fantasy. Well, we have the same thing. She's going to be a stripper. And... <laughs> a stripper, but she also <laughs> understands the Talmud. Yeah, and also right. do some film on the side, but also yeah. know how to do this. And, you, no, know. you know, oddly enough, as uh, although they give that kind of, you know, we get that um, rap as men that all we care about is what you just described. Not so. I think, I think we men are actually more, as oddly enough, we are actually more open in that department. You're right. I also want my woman to tell me how brilliant I am about every two and a half minutes. You see? And have been smart <laughs> enough to follow my political and philosophical right. conversations. Right. So when she says, honey, you're brilliant, she actually knows what I'm talking about. Right. And she knows what she's talking about. You know. It's true. So it's, it's a weird, it's, it's, we're, in a way, we're just like the six-year-old girl dreaming about the veterinarian, surfing champion, CEO, Whatever it is. You know, for me, uh, you know, it, it depends. I, I don't, you know, listener, anyone listening here, there's some people that truly just say, look, I don't care what he does. I don't care what he looks like. They may have very few um, criteria, for example. And, and, and I'm not saying these are not legitimate. I'm saying they may very well be legitimate. Sometimes when they say, look, I want a guy that's at least as tall as me, right? I want him to be decent looking. But I don't care whether he's black, purple, red, white, whatever. I don't care what his faith is. Um, I don't care what his politics are. I just want him to be a decent man. Okay, those are nice. Those are reasonable standards, right? But you can, I mean, I, and I know so many women. I, I know this one woman, uh, a lovely lady, that wants to marry somebody who is her same faith. Uh, also that he's a vegan. And also that he is, uh, you know, very powerful. Well, and, these uh, are she's uh, setting herself up for what are those circles <laughs> that overlap and then the Venn area? diagram, right? Yeah. She's setting herself up for a very small Venn diagram area very, very already, <laughs> right? And then and that's to say nothing of of it being age appropriate too, right? You know, she might meet such a guy, yeah, but he might be, be six, twelve, he, yeah, he, he, <laughs> or not even twelve, but you know, six years younger. Yeah. Okay, so. All right, well, then, you know, that's, and also geographically. Well, I was going to say geographically. In L.A., you can be geographically uh, undesirable because you live on the wrong side of a freeway. Yeah, well, it's so true. <laughs> you know oh, what my I mean? gosh, Girls so have true. broken up with me because I lived in Malibu. I was like, you're breaking up with me? You live on the other side of the 10. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just not convenient for some people. Yeah. So you, you understand it. Life just kind of descends upon you life is what happens to you yeah but people like that i think the broader thing is are making themselves less available to the lightning bolt of good luck by being so exclusionary well that chance will never happen right in in uh, past podcasts where right. you talked about atheism and the amount of faith needed to 
believe that these right. things could actually happen all together all at once. Right. You're, you're really narrowing it down there. It's uh, it's really scary. And then and then okay, let's say you let's say this woman finds exactly that guy, okay, who who rescues animals, is a CEO of a major company, is independently wealthy. Uh, and is vegan. And, and because of his vegan and diet and his biology, he doesn't smell good even after a shower. Right? Now, hey, wait so. a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Not talking about you or me. Well, maybe right. me, but, you right. know. Vegans actually do smell good, but they should shower, unlike what Steve That's Jobs suggested. That's garlic you eat, you know. Anywho, um, the point is yeah. that you can limit yourself so much that, that you eventually kind of you know make yourself out of the market. Um, and, and I kind of lost my train of thought. Well, about. I was going to say, is, is that is your bigger point on that tangent is that the plan themselves can be limiting. So even though you have this plan to accomplish these things, yeah. you've limited yourself and your chances of accomplishing that plan because of either you haven't uh, taken a well-thought-out look at the plan or you're executing the plan so accurately to your plan specifications, nothing can fit within that plan. Right. Well, nothing can fit in the plan. And, okay, let's say, yeah, let's say, by the way, this is what I was going to say. Let's say that uh, she, this woman finds the perfect guy. Okay, he's perfectly aged, like he's just like five years younger, less, uh, older rather, um, if that's what she wants. Uh, that he's six foot one and a half, perfect. He's a CEO of a major company. He he does all those wonderful things that that she expects and wants for him. And not only that, uh, he he seems to have um, you know a good intuition about a woman's feelings. <laughs> you know. There is no such animal, by the way, but nevertheless, let's let's presume it for the sake. And finds her attractive, and of course, right? Okay, now suddenly she's met this man, and she goes up to him, and she's like totally fawning over him, and she definitely wants to be with this man. Okay, now she's turned him off <laughs> because she seems to be too eager, too. Yeah, she has she... backed off on the sale. Hasn't played hard enough to get. That's exactly right. Or so got now, out of court, you know. She just doesn't know how to. To play that game, and uh, you know, and, and then they may have a disagreement on something that that is uh, she never even factored in. A lot of times, people don't factor that in. They they, they want X, Y, and Z, and then they forget forget about W. Yeah, he's a Giants fan, and she's a Dodgers fan. Right, and that might be very important. <laughs> you, you, no, but you, you're laughing. No, it, but it's, no, it's I'm actually serious. very true. It's very true. Sometimes people get very worried about things that are. I've broken up friends because they root for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> no, seriously, I believe you. Know. you I believe you. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, and by the way, this is true and, and we'll wrap this up a little bit, but in a bit, in the law, we see this all the time, the law, every case that we have that where we represent our clients. So we, it, it can take a year, it takes a year and a half, sometimes less, sometimes more. And they, these are all stories. And if you were to say the very end of the story, let's say we, we get a judgment for the client and then we turn and we say, would you have ever imagined the permutations to get here? And all of the clients say, and I say, no, I wouldn't have ever known that, that it would take this route to get here. Sometimes it's a very good route. Sometimes it's very efficient. You know, just before you, you came, um, before you came here, Ari, one of my associates walked into the room and he was talking about a case that settled uh, almost instantly. We never expected that. We were, were thrilled with it. It's a great result for the client. But that was a permutation that worked, that came out of the sky. And part of that was because the, the, the defendant in that case happened to get a lot of money, acquire a lot of money, didn't want to get sued, found the money, boom, all of a sudden we have it. So it works out well for her, it works out well for us. We're all good. Um, but that's about life's permutations. 
And so get ready. Get ready for the good things in yeah, life. Yeah, it's not like you had a plan to go to trial and you say to the, the settlement offeree, no, we're, ta- we're not taking your settlement. We, we planned. Look at all the work we did. We right. wrote a brief. We wrote we're a brief. going to trial. That's, that's a good example, yeah. No, it would be stupid. Yeah, here, here are things that you can't predict. You can't predict what the other side's temperament is. You can't predict the, the temperament of the other side's counsel. You can't predict the temperament of the uh, other side or the other side's counsel. You can't predict the temperament of the judge or his busyness or his vacation time or anything else. There's just too many factors that, that go into these things. You can't predict the, the changes in the law while your case is pending. That happens a lot. Um, and I would say a lot, but it happens significantly enough that you have to watch out for it all the time. How does that work when a law changes? Is, is a lot of times they talk about the law taking effect on such and such day, but if a a case is already in play. running its course in play. Yeah. How do they have it? Let's just say it's it's legislation that's passed and it's set to take place, uh, be uh, take effect January first. Then the case is already right. Then it takes effect January first. Um, but, but your for, case has been is let's just say it's November and we're gonna. Well, we can talk about it another day. But the answer to that is that it depends. Uh, some cases, for example, if if a court says that uh, the waiver of a jury right to trial, uh, sorry, the waiver of a right to jury trial in a contract is per se unconstitutional, uh, then it's per se unconstitutional whether it starts on January 1 of the next year or any time. In other words, it, it's retroactive. Yeah. So they will find it to be unacceptable uh, from, from the start. So they don't kind of give notice ahead of time. They, that's just the way it is. And there is such a law, by the way. So you have to, you know, there are many factors, and, and one is the law coming from the outside. There's the judge, uh, the fact that the judge may die. The judge may uh, uh, quit the law altogether. The judge may be forced out of his position, and then it has to get transferred to another case randomly. Um, all sorts of the crazy things can happen. Um, so you can push, but you can't direct it, even in the law. Sure. Uh, a case which is just like a, a chess game is very much like that. And... Uh, your best bet, you know, the takeaway from this is not that life is random, hardly that. Just understand that there are many factors and many influences affecting everything. You can push, but you can't direct it. So if you've got a good case, by all means, push for it. Go for it. There's a good chance that you'll, you'll win if you've got a good case. Um, but the way it's going to look at the very end, it's always going to be different. Yeah, and it's it's when you say push, don't direct it. You're not saying don't plan. Mm-hmm. In other words, don't write your brief. Right. Don't uh, memorize your opening before you go to court tomorrow. You should right. know what you're going to say. You right. should have a plan, but you, you can't stick so much to the plan that when circumstances dictate, you say, "No, uh, Judge, I, I know you just died, but no, you're presiding." That's right. Exactly right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you it can't would be ridiculous. Right. Um, it's like, the, you know, I always joke around, I, you know, we, we humans are designed that when we go to a, a house, let's say we have a, a, an appointment to meet somebody, a, a date, whatever, uh, at six o'clock in the evening and you go six o'clock in the evening and you knock on the door, um, and nobody answers. Well, do you just stay there? Do you stay, that's seven o'clock, that's eight o'clock and nine o'clock. You just right. continue Three in there? the morning. Who no, are you, you? you? Oh, we had plans at six. <laughs> that's well, right. Why are you here? And it just stays there. <laughs> You know, obviously he wouldn't do that. He would do something yeah. else, and, and, and life threw that at, at him. Um, and that's the way it is, and so it is in the law. So um, 
when when you go out there, when you when you and you're enjoying your life, just enjoy the fact that life throws different things at you. Be prepared, of course, to some extent, but there's also some great blessings in it. Here's a good metaphor, and we'll leave it at this. Um, remember when you were uh, planning for the prom? Okay, this is especially true for the ladies, but hey, guys kind of look forward to the prom too. They have in their mind a certain visual, and all right, no, don't go there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you have a visual. You're going to have a date right? And you see yourself dancing. You may have not, not even know who that date is, but you see yourself dancing in your mind's eye and there's going to be music and people will do this, but that's it. That's all you can really imagine. You can only imagine so much, but you do know you're going to go to the prom. You do know you're going to, at some point, uh, you know, the prom will end. Somebody will might be announced as the king and queen of the thing. And, and then you go home. Okay. Well, prom actually happens. And your date uh, argues with you, uh, and she she claims that you're ruining the date for her, um, and you say, "I'm sorry, you feel that way," but I, you know, but she just runs runs away. She cries for whatever reason because she didn't tell her that she looked pretty, and uh, and then everyone's looking at you, saying, "What a jerk you are," and then um, lo and behold, it, you were supposed to be the king and queen of the of the problem king and queen, but there's no now they have to get to the runner up. Um, and then some prankster is out there, and he throws a pig into the into the prom night. Pig, just, a pig, just to squeal, just to, to mess things up. Oh, a pig. Okay, and all of a sudden people are, you know, screaming and running out of the place because a pig is in the room, and it ruins things. But then they all manage to get back. But half the half the group has left. Uh, you understand? And then the half the group that left has stayed. Rather, uh, one of them is is somebody that you've never met before, and she's quite pretty. And you say you introduce yourself, and the next thing you know. Your boyfriend, girlfriend, and next thing you know, from there, you've you've had uh, you, you have a marriage. After that, and then you have a great story, and then you say, "Oh, thank goodness for that pig," because but for that pig, we would never have met, right? You see the story, how this all plays out. The the wildest, craziest stories can can suddenly happen. So, uh, here you are, but at least you went to the prom. That's where you met your wife, right? right? As far as the plan went, like, that's right. You, that part worked, yeah. you know. Right, and likewise, the way I met my wife was through a blind date, right? I went to a certain uh, conference, an APAC conference, uh, here in LA at the Hillcrest uh, Club, and I didn't go in there thinking to myself, "Hey, I, I'm going to go there, and some woman's going to come up to me and, and ask whether I'm available so that I, I might see her friend's daughter." I, I didn't plan that, <laughs> but I was there. Uh, I was there, just kind of mixing it up letting myself kind of be out there in the mix of people. And a woman did come up at that point and said, you know, that that's exactly what happened. And then sure enough, we connected and got married. All right, folks. Um, we hope you enjoy your run of luck in life and to, uh, to really make the most of your run of luck. Because without it, uh, great things can never really happen. This is Barack Lurie, and this has been the Barack Lurie Podcast, talking about... Now you understand why I'm playing this song. Alright. Uh no.